This is Karen Hunter, and welcome to The Hub. So you're going to brush your teeth twice a day anyway. You might as well use the best toothbrush on the market. And Quip toothbrush is not the best because of how it looks. It looks great, by the way. It's a sexy toothbrush. It's great to travel with. But it's the best toothbrush because it was literally designed by a dentist, dentist and product designers. And they put a built-in timer in, two-minute timer, because that's how long the dentist recommends you're supposed to brush your teeth. And every Quip comes with... New brush heads every three months delivered right to your door. Now they kicked it up a notch. They're even adding in floss with a pre-lined, pre-marked string to help you use just the right amount of floss and toothpaste refills along with the brush head every three months so your routine is always correct. Three million people are using Quip, including me. And starting at $25, you go to getquip.com slash KH right now, and your first refill is free, plus free shipping. Did I mention that? Nope. Getquip, G-E-T-Q-U-I-P.com slash KH, and your first refill is free. Have you ever heard of Parkinson's Law? Not Parkinson's, the disease that impacts far too many people, horrific disease. Parkinson's Law. Well, I was reading this um, blog by a guy named Benjamin Hardy, and he mentioned Parkinson's Law. And when I tell you what it is, you'll be like, of course, I've heard of this before. Uh, Just to give you a little background, Cyril Parkinson, he was a British naval historian, author of 60-plus books. His most famous was a bestseller back in 1957 called Parkinson's Law, in which he advanced this theory that works or work expands so as to fill the time available for its completion. Again, work expands so as to fill the time available for its completion. So, for example, if you set out to do something and you say it's going to take a year, you're going to actually fill that year to do it. That same task, if you tell yourself it's going to take me six months to do it, you'll do it in six months. If you say it's going to take you a week to do that very same task, It'll take you a week to do it again. Work expands so as to fill the time available for its completion. So the goals that you set for yourself, while in your mind they may be reasonable, I think the thing to do is to cut it in half. Now, you may not complete the goal at the level that you want, but you will complete the goal. And actually what I have found personally, that that extra time that you give yourself doesn't make the project any better. So... I knew about Parkinson's law even before I lived it out. I wrote my first book back in 1996. Uh, was I Make My Own Rules. It was a book with LL Cool J. It was his memoir. And I was given three months to finish it. So I finished it in three months. That was my deadline that I got at St. Martin's Press. Now, I had no idea what a normal deadline was in publishing because I had never done a book before. Uh, My next book, my second book, was Ladies First with Queen Latifah. I did that book in two months. Again, I had no idea what a normal deadline was. I was a daily reporter at the New York Daily News, and so my deadlines were every day. So to give me two or three months to do a book was not anything that was unusual, especially given that I didn't know that in publishing, the average deadline that a writer got was between 12 and 18 months, a year and a year and a half. So I look back now, had I gotten a year to do either one of those books, which were both bestsellers, New York Times bestsellers, would it have been better? I would say no. So again, I had no clue, but as I've grown in publishing, I realized 
I became a publisher. So then the deadlines changed. I started giving myself, I would write some books from my own publishing line. And guess what? I wouldn't finish the books. Or uh, the books would end up not being good even if I gave myself a year. And this is in hindsight, right? So I can't say anything other than I work better on a tight deadline. But really, if we're going to Parkinson's Law, we all do. Right. And a lot of us give ourselves more time than we need to. As a writer, I will say that people uh, call themselves perfectionists. Right. I have a lot of writing friends and they 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 have something what they call writer's block. I've never had writer's block. Number one, because as a writer starting out as a journalist at the New York Daily News, I didn't have the luxury to have writer's block. If my deadline was at three o'clock that afternoon or five o'clock that evening, I had to produce whatever it was that my editor told me to produce by three or five o'clock. And, and whether it was good or not was irrelevant because here's what I understood as a young reporter is that they had a bank of editors there that, that their whole job is to make my copy better. So even if I put something in that was slightly mediocre, somebody there would ask me a couple of questions, they would rewrite it or they would edit it and guess what? It would go on the paper with my name on it. So I realized I could write a masterpiece that I'd labor over and it would stress me out and cause me pain, or I could just put words on the screen and hit send. And so that became my habit. So by the time I became a book writer, that was the way that I produced. Put words on the screen, put words on that paper and hit send because you're gonna have an editor that's gonna make it better. So I've never had writer's block in my entire career and I've written 30 plus books. I have eight New York Times bestsellers and I've never had writer's block. Now, that said, some of you out there believe yourselves to be perfectionists. I'm going to get back to that. And I think that that is a mentality that, is, uh, that sets you up for failure. Because if you can't release a project because it's not perfect, if you're holding on to something because you can write that sentence better, listen, you can write that sentence better, but hit send first and then go back to it. Hit the send button and then go back to it and make that sentence, sentence better. Don't hold up the project. Because mediocre something will always beat out perfect nothing. That's what I tell my students. I teach writing, uh, actually I teach journalism at Hunter College. Uh, and I tell my students, an editor can't edit nothing. The quickest way to not have a job is to send nothing. The quickest way to have a bad reputation in this business is to not be able to produce copy. Hey, this is Karen Hunter. With the holidays just around the corner, now is the perfect time to order holiday cards for family and friends. And this year, create custom holiday cards quickly, easily, and affordably at simplytoimpress.com. Simplytoimpress.com is your holiday photo card headquarters with thousands of unique designs to choose from. All you have to do is upload your family photos, or you can even get them from Instagram, personalize the text, and you're done. It's that easy. Simplytoimpress.com, print your cards professionally on your choice of premium card stock in just a few days and then rushes them straight to your door. The New York Times Wirecutter named Simply to Impress their favorite holiday card service. Simply to Impress even offers foil cards and hundreds of great holiday card designs just for your business as well. So place your order today to save 30% and get free shipping. Just enter promo code DEAL at checkout Save big on holiday photo cards today using promo code DEAL at simplytoimpress.com. That's simplytoimpress.com. And unfortunately, there are fewer and fewer editors, so that means that copy is super important. And if you can produce copy, large, copious amounts of copy, you're going to always have a job because they need words on a paper. 
That's, that's how they make their money. Words in their queue allows them to be able to go out and get advertising, right? So write, send, go back, fix, make it perfect, make it better. But don't let your zen or your, your desire to have perfect prose put you in a situation where you don't produce. And the truth is, your 80% is probably not as horrible as you think, right? Usually your first thought is your best thought. That's, that's been my experience in my career, that the first thing that I would put out would usually be far better than the thing that I came back to and then started. Now, there's another way to look at this, not another way to look at it, but there's another caveat to it, right? So you write something, you give yourself a month to write your book. Ah, give yourself a month to write your book. I guarantee you, you'll probably be finished with 80% of it. Because then you'll develop a process by which you'll have to knock that out, whether it's writing a chapter a day or figuring out, you know, thousand words a day or whatever that mathematical equation is. You're going to be further along than if you gave yourself a year to do X, Y and Z, write your book, do a project, start a business, whatever. Right. But then let it sit for a minute, because I've also found that, you know, fresh eyes uh, there, there's something to be said. I, when I wrote the first book um, with LL Cool J, I was burnt crispy by the time that book was ready to be published because I had literally uh, pulled like three all-nighters to get that copy in shape. And my, as a rule, I never go back and reread anything as a rule because invariably because in the deep recesses of my mind, I'm a little bit of a perfectionist. And if I see something that I can't fix, and is there forever, I will obsess over it and it will drive me into the crazy house. So I have written 30 plus books and never gone back and rewritten, reread a single word of any of those books because I know me. That said, if there's something that's not out yet, and I have a couple of books that I'm sitting on right now that I'm working on, I will let it sit and then go back to it like a couple of weeks or a month later and reread it. And either I'll be like, um, man, that was really amazing, or wow, I'm glad I let that sit and I came back and rewrote it. But even that is part of the process. I have something to work with. And I guess it's like anything else. You can't cook without ingredients. Uh, you can't make a meal without ingredients. So this is, is one level of that. You know, get your best ingredients, put something on the paper, um, and don't fall victim of Parkinson's law or be a victim of it, but set your deadlines. If, if your goal over the next six months to a year is to start a new business, cut that down to three months and then go into overdrive and the fact, fact figuring out your blueprint for how you're going to do that. If you're going to write your masterpiece, whether it's a novel or some, a piece of nonfiction, give yourself a year and then cut that back to six months. If you have a, a, a personal goal, school. Now there's some things, well, even that, cause I have a buddy of mine that went to school, um, to get their degree and that what would have taken them a whole year ended up taking them half that time because they went summers. They took five summer classes and ended up just bodying and got out way quicker because they had a plan and they wanted to accelerate their life. And I just, think that that's important. So that's my message for today. I hope you guys got something out of it. And this actually ties in with a bunch of other podcasts that I've done in the past on confidence. I know I had to do one or two on procrastination and on, on planning, on setting blueprints and things like that. So 
That's that's uh, that's the message. And I appreciate everybody who's listening. I want you to go out and share this with 10 people that, you know, um, who have never heard of me before and have never listened to this podcast. I'd like you to share this podcast series, the all 200 plus uh, with the people in your life. If you feel like it can edify them and uh, let me know what you think. You can follow me at Karen Hunter at Karen Hunter, K-A-R-E-N-H-U-N-T-E-R on Twitter. And um, I'd really like to hear what you have to say. Use the hashtag podcast so I can search for it and uh, let me know. Okay, till next time.